Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Monday, August 16th, 2021. Greetings, all you war-weary white people out there. (laughs) And welcome to another rant. Why'd he be scared up in this bitch? Why'd he be scared? Gotta run for them hills? Yeah, run for them sandy hills. Or latch onto a plane. We're gonna get to all that. Uh, a little different lineup tonight, though, children. Dave's in the house. But where is Arona? Well, we picked up a Dave. We dropped an Arona. I, uh, I think he heard that people that weren't so friendly to the Jews were taking over, and so he split down. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he is. I yeah. called and texted and didn't hear anything back, so... He's asleep. He's taking uh, a little cat nap. Yeah, he's asleep. Either that or he fell down the stairs for the 99th time and is, uh, well, his ass hurts. Immobile. <laughs> we well, hope you're doing, buddy. <laughs> we hope you're doing better, buddy. Better, buddy. We hope your ass is okay and in one piece. Um, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. But anyway, welcome back, Dave. Thanks for having me back. Yeesh. And uh, before we get started, I think you guys know by the title of this episode or the description, this is about Afghanistan. Sure. I uh, am an Afghanistan war vet, so this episode is going to be cathartic for me. So, read Doug, it. could you read the definition of cathartic for all the stupid people that don't know it? I don't know if Doug will do it, but... Uh, Jim will. My bad. I keep calling him Doug. <laughs> I haven't even... I have only it had one, like one <laughs> sip of scotch, and I am keep calling him Doug. Scotchity scotch scotch. Well, wouldn't you know it, my dictionary app wants to give me an ad. Oh, we can edit this part up. Sure. So, the definition of catharsis, you say? Cathartic. Yeah, it's cathartic. But no, the the definition is the purging of emotions or relieving of emotional tensions, especially through certain kinds of art as tragedy or music. Well, this is definitely going to be a tragedy. Uh, we're not even playing music on this episode. We might. <laughs> and I guess you could call it art, but uh, who, who, who would? Yeah. Certainly not me. But no, we, uh, we're happy to have you on, Dave. Obviously, you know, just a mere week ago, we were making all the hullabaloo about Cuomo touching chicks. And, you know, we were dropping hidden Arnold Schwarzenegger sayings at the end of the episode, thinking that that was going to be a new fun thing to do. Um, wow. And, were, were we on it? Were we really on it? Yeah. And, and I was talking about, I'm never going to get COVID tested. Uh, a lot of things change in a week. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been tested three times. Arnold Schwarzenegger has the best drop of his entire career as far as being, uh, well, not relatable. <laughs> sure. And um, screw your freedom. And Cuomo resigned. So I guess we we're not going to talk about any of that shit because something happened today that's been in the works since we dropped our episode last week. It it in a to use a pun trumps all of the above. It does. It does. And initially, you know, we're recording on a Monday. Normally, we record either on a Friday or a Sunday. And we were all feeling shitty over the weekend. I thought I was dying from COVID. Apparently, I'm dying from AIDS. <laughs> Got to get some more tests to confirm that. But uh, I was thinking about just hopping on the mic at my house in the uh, Jimbo Studio du jour and just doing a quick little hop on 30 minute talking to the people about whatever the fuck was on my mind. 
And then I was like, uh, there's some shit going off in Afghanistan that I'm going to want to talk about, but I want to wait to see if our fearless leader has anything to say about it. So we have something to discuss other than just reacting to videos on the internet, which we will still do that too. Sure. Um, but then Dave, you and I, which is pretty typical for any other day, we're going back and forth the whole day about Afghanistan and I was starting to share with you some podcast that I was aware of. Uh, you shared with me a video that I was not aware of this morning. And so I was like, hey, I think we need to hop on and maybe maybe dish this thing out behind a microphone. And he said, fuck yeah, Jim. So here we are coming to you from a different night. And this is going to be a single issue show. We're not going to talk about Cuomo or Schwarzenegger or COVID or none of that shit. This is our Afghanistan especial. Or Spotify. Yeah, we're not even going to bring them up. We're not up. even going to bring them up. Not even up. once. Those or, bastards. Or even the domestic terror bill. That's, we'll save that for another episode. Sure. Yeah, now, everything that we're talking about tonight, in a way, in a big way, leads right in to a huge topic that we've been wanting to discuss, but it's just been, schedules haven't worked out to where we could all get in the same spot at the same time, because I want David to be on... Because you are going through law school, I wanted to look at this new domestic terror plan. It's not law yet, but it's all written up with all the government signia on it. I wanted to look through your legal lenses, your legal scholar lenses, and I just wanted to be a reactionary cunt about it and just go off on how uh, authoritative I thought it was. So that will be coming at some point later. Sure. So just keep in mind, everything we talk about tonight, it's going to come back home. And with that, anybody got anything that they want to address off the top about the big news this week coming out of... uh, I mean, for me, like the big thing that I've been talking to you about, and a lot of veterans are probably... Well, I mean, just in general, like I I don't have the same thought process as a lot of people... And it's the same thing with veterans. Like when it comes to Afghanistan, you know, I lean towards that libertarian side where I'm like, we we shouldn't be in this fucking war in the first place right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just been used by politicians to fucking create things like the Patriot, the uh, Patriot Act, and the fucking the AUMF, which is the Authorization for Use of Military Force, which has given the president a blank check since 2001 to get us into these types of wars. Anything that you can call terrorism. The president does not need a congressional declaration of war anymore, and it's been abused by fucking Bush, Obama, Trump, and I'm sure Biden will do the same fucking thing. Yeah, the president can act unilaterally without the mechanisms that were supposed to be there. From the beginning. That government was supposed to respect. Imagine that, government not respecting itself. Government hates itself. Of course it does. Um, And then also the FISA courts is another part that is roped into... The Patriot Act. Again, we'll definitely get into this full bore, but we got, in order to understand what's happening this week, you got to go back in time. Got to go in the <laughs> way back machine 20 years ago, almost, well, a little, a little less than 20 years ago by just a few weeks. And you got to look back at what life was like around 2000, 2001. Late 2001. Yeah, September 10th, 2001. Yeah, up until then. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as what... An, 
what I think most normal people understand why we were in Afghanistan to begin with. In reality, this goes back to the 70s. Yeah. This goes back uh, all the way back to Jimmy Carter. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to really get into the weeds on that. I will say this right off the top. I've been sharing this with a shitload of people. I shared it with you, David. Um, I've been a fan of and have listened to, I don't even know how many hundreds of episodes of the Scott Horton show. And he's the guy that runs the antiwar.com website. He also works over at the Libertarian Institute. He's also, I think, a fellow at the Mises Institute. Um, He's a hardcore anti-war libertarian who is an expert in foreign policy with a concentration in Middle East history. And so he is, uh, he's literally written books on this and he has a series a video series on YouTube. It will be in the show notes for this episode. Cause I implore anybody, if, if what we talk about on this episode doesn't make sense, watch his series. It basically goes over chapter by chapter, his latest book, um, enough already time to end the war on terrorism. And it just goes through the history of the war on terrorism. When it started, what kicked it off, who who were the parties at play at the time, who were the allegiances that later became enemies, who did the backroom deals that ended up screwing over them. By the way, spoiler alert, most of it was us. Um, <laughs> and it just ticks you through all the things, all the little things I've that watched, we did. I've watched like three or four of the videos, and it's like broken up by president. Like um, It's chronological. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but... The convenient thing about it for a lot of people that are fucking lazy or just have a short attention span, these are pretty short videos. Six to eight minutes, maybe. Yeah. He he puts it he puts together really nicely and it's like, you know, you can always come back to it later. But um I yeah, I've watched like I think like the first three or four videos and I it was very informative to me and I like to think that I'm, you know, somewhat knowledgeable on the on the topic. So I think everybody, even if you're pretty well versed in Middle East history and America's involvement over there, uh, you'll still learn something every time you watch it. Because I've watched the entire series all the way through at least six, seven times, and it's only been out for maybe a year, maybe. And every time I watch it, I pick up some, oh, okay, that was the guy that comes back in episode nine. You you can start to piece it together, but like... For example, I was talking to my sister earlier today because she was like, Jim, give me a Jim's ver- uh, notes version. Uh, dumb this down so I can understand everything. And all I was doing was kind of reciting a lot of what uh, is talked about in his videos, plus my opinion uh, based on what's happening today. And what I what I ended up realizing is just watch these videos. Just click on them just as easily as you're listening to us right now or watching us on YouTube, on Dave's channel. It's on YouTube. You can just have it playing in the background, and you will be at least, you will be vastly more educated on everything uh, Middle Eastern uh, diplomacy matter-wise than 99% of the people you encounter, without a doubt. 100%. So for me, that's what I'm coming from, uh, is more of his school of thought on how we got into Afghanistan. But for anybody else that's just wanting to get right to it, uh, we were attacked on September 11th uh, by Osama bin Laden's uh, Saudi-backed, or actually Saudi nationals. That uh, They're all Saudi. Every one of them. Yeah, with the aid of a few countries in the Middle East. Yeah. And after that, 
bin Laden ran to Afghanistan. He sought safe haven in Afghanistan. And so almost immediately after 9-11, we were dropping bombs in Afghanistan. We were going after them. We were doing the thing that I thought was necessary at the time. And we ended up getting them circled. We had them surrounded in Tora Bora. And then wouldn't you know it? We went to Iraq. Well, even before that. <laughs> but yeah, we did. <laughs> For That's no right. reason. That, yeah. But yeah. we had them surrounded. And then we let them go into Pakistan who was an ally, so we didn't want to engage in military actions in an allied state. Right. Such bullshit. And and that, 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 it it was just like... All of that is the relationship between the Bin Ladens and the Bushes. That's that's, that's basically what all of that is. In conjunction with a bigger thing. Yeah, I know. But, dude, if you go in the history of all the shit of Afghanistan, period, because I remember... For me, when Afghanistan started, for me, was during Reagan. I remember that that's when the shits, that's when the very first U.S. military shit started just pouring into Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And they were getting it from other countries so that the Russians wouldn't know it was the U.S. that was fucking supplying them with the arms. And that shit went on for years. And it's it's uh, the, the whole Afghan thing... Uh, Afghanistan thing started through proxy wars with Russia. Yeah. That's that's basically what it was. And then all the guys that we were fucking training to fight the Russians and get them out of Afghanistan turned on us. And then well, and hence terrorism. And that's and that's what I was telling my sister. I was like in short, here's the easiest way to think about it without getting into the weeds of the different tribes and 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 who was financially backed by who and all this other shit. Because it gets fucking long. The Middle East is the world's sandbox to play with their military toys. Right. And it's the area that we've, we in the collective we is, I'm speaking for world superpowers, goes to to fight each other using these tribal countries. And they don't even really respect their country. They don't give a fuck about where... The UN or whatever has drawn a a, a national boundary, right? Right. Because they're not yeah. bound by nations; they're no. bound by their tribes, their religious sects, which are vastly more important than nationality, for at least the ones that will fight for it. Mm-hmm. And correct me anywhere where you know I'm stepping out of base. Uh, any, anybody, but the easiest way I put it for somebody like my sister who just chooses to spend her time doing other things, which I don't blame her. Sometimes I wish I did. But the world has used that area, that region, to fight proxy wars against each other, draw each other into wars to hurt each other without actually going to physical war with each other. Yes. And so it's it's the world sandbox Yes, Mm -hmm. is the way that I've always kind of expressed it. And so we were doing that shit, like you said, to Russia back in the 70s, trying to tear down their empire and into the 80s, which it worked. About eight, nine years later, when you know it, they fell. Yeah. It... And Afghanistan has always been known as the place where empires go to die yep. ever since the thousands. Yeah. You know, for yeah, millennia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's a not far from the base that I was stationed in Afghanistan. Actually, so Herat has been in the news a lot. Um, I was in at Fab Shindan, which is just south of Herat. There is the ruins of Alexander the Great's, like a palace or something, shit, some shit there. And you can also see like, Diff, like very specific um, differences in people's like nationality there. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people I can't remember their names now, but 
they look like Mongolian or uh, whatever, like Hun. Like Asian, Asian. The Huns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like I told the Hun, I mean, there's like a rumor that he like just fucking went and, I mean, it's probably not a rumor. He, he just went and fucked a bunch of girls and got a bunch of people pregnant. Uh, yeah. He basically has like an entire bloodline in Afghanistan. Right. And, and then, Genghis Khan. Yep. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I think it's yeah, Genghis Khan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. Allegedly, the earthly wives' tale is is that about ten percent of the world's population, yeah. or more, has Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan DNA. Well, but yeah. it, but in Afghanistan, it's like very obvious who those people are. Yeah, and they're actually looked at as lower class, like oh. lesser people. And they were closer to the source. They were closer to the spigot. Yeah, but um, so. Going back, okay. So going back real quick, we had <clears throat> we had Bin Laden surrounded. We let him out because if we just went after Bin Laden, who was our main target, a number one, and killed him, it would have been over. That right. the the desire for further bloodlust would have. Uh, it's like ceased. the fucking epitome of watching like any movie, like a thriller or a fucking horror movie or some shit, and you're like. You could just fucking kill the guy right there, <laughs> yeah. or and or over. you could just fucking <laughs> yeah. get in your car and leave at this point, and like you know whatever. Yeah. There's an easy solution within the first five or ten minutes of a film, but then you're like, oh yeah, but then there's an hour and a half left that they still have to fucking make a story out of. Right? So. Yeah, we got right. twenty more years before this movie ends. Yeah. Like yeah. we can't end. Why it wouldn't in- we kill Osama bin Laden right now we when we could end- fucking pump all this money out of the fucking war industrial complex and you know create bullshit out of the Patriot Act and fucking infringe on American people's lives. Trillions like, and trillions there's so much of stuff, dollars. There's so much <clears throat> fucking potential here. Why are we going to kill the man right now? Do you understand how much power is at our potentially just our fingertips that we could wield for the rest of our lives if we just let this one guy go Yeah. Um, for a little bit? Because if we kill him, then we have no justification to go into Iraq. But if he's still alive and now he's bouncing from country to country... Well, now we just have to f- create a way to tether bin Laden back to Iraq. Because in the beginning, we were just on bombing missions and bombing runs in Afghanistan. Well, I don't want to go like, too off topic here because we're talking about Afghanistan. But I thought Iraq was like Cheney's bullshit lying about WMDs and shit. It wasn't really connected to Afghanistan. No, it so wasn't. Much as but it was. He was yeah. It, yeah, it was the Iraq thing. They tried to, they tried to make it look like that Iraq was... Uh, uh, Iraq was totally because Saddam went after Bush Senior. Right. That was Iraq. That was Iraq wrapped up in a fucking bow right there. Yeah, we went and at- Cheney and Cheney being Bush Senior's buddy, you know, was like, we got to go get that motherfucker. And mm-hmm. when you got yeah. Bush, I'm just Senior's saying I don't, I don't remember. Office, and I could be completely off base here, but I, I don't remember the connection between Iraq and Afghanistan. I'll connect yeah. it. I'll connect it for you. They were trying to make them in terrorists. I haven't gotten that far into the Horton videos. Right. So I'll, <laughs> I'll connect it for you. Like, so as they were chasing Bin Laden around and they knew where he was and then he was in Pakistan, they, they, Rumsfeld, either Rumsfeld or Cheney, but either way, members of W's cabinet was like, hey, we can use this opportunity to go after Iraq right, right. now. Yeah. It was because remember, a lot of the guys in W's cabinet worked under HW. Yep. And so to them, it was still personal. Yes. The, who the president was didn't matter. It was the people, it was the underlings right under right. him, which was, which are typically the guys that are actually running the show. And not only that, but you've got, you've got his son in office. You know, you got. Well, he's the, definitely going to go along with yes, their plan yeah, to exactly. go after. Yeah, because he, W was, you know, let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> he wasn't the, the top of the class. W. Not the brightest crayon yeah, in the box. He was a solid D. Um, <laughs> but because those people were only eight years removed from, right. you know, their failure 
I mean, it was a quick victory, but they, it was almost like beating up on a five-year-old and it's like, yeah. that wasn't satisfying. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's a teenager now. He might actually have a little pop in his, you know, it was like, we got to go back after this kid. So it's documented. I, I forget who it was. Woodward, uh, the guy who basically yeah, writes, yeah. writes books on presidents, uh, right. and just takes very, uh, detailed notes. And in one of his books, he details where, like I said, can't remember if it was Rumsfeld or Cheney, but one of them immediately in a meeting flipped his head around and was like, you know, we can use, we should go after, we should use this opportunity to go after Iraq because we're already in that area. All we got to do is just connect bin Laden with Hussein. And all we got to say is the American public is ignorant. Mm -hmm. They don't know shit about fuck when it comes to any of this stuff out here. So let's just say that they were friends, they were harboring each other, you know, they were working together, plotting, and all this other shit. Do you remember what Rumsfeld's answer to an exit strategy was? They said, how do we get out? He said, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, this was we never intended. Leave. Yeah, this was to set up America in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah, that that A lot of people don't know about that kind of shit. But how we got into Iraq, the connection was... Was because of, and now this is a part you're not allowed to talk about, Israeli intelligence hearsay came back and told American intelligence, hey, we saw some Iraqi officials meeting with some Taliban officials, and we saw them or heard them talk about yellow cake uranium and anthrax, and then poof. Immediately, you start getting anthrax delivered around America. Right. Real anthrax right. actually killed a couple people. Right. I know, I know. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember some bullshit satellite footage that was like, "This is WMDs being moved around." Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was all horseshit. They they knew that there wasn't anything there, but that was the key part that got left out. Was it was Israeli intelligence mm-hmm. that for anybody that, that that's listening to this and that <sighs> might be thinking. I don't believe all that shit. It's literally all just been like, this is all facts. This yeah. is factual now. Like it's this been is admitted. Not classified. It's been, yeah, it's, it's declassified. People have admitted it openly. This is not like conspiracy shit. I know some people are still like, they don't, they just don't want to believe that America would do anything yeah. wrong. But, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I know there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Go check out the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Operation Northwoods. Yeah. Uh, Operation Paperclip. Yeah. A lot of operations. Just Google operation and whatever it comes up with, it's something where the government was fucking its yeah. people Blackbird. over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mockingbird. All of it. Continue. All of it. My bad. So, but the, the, that key component right there, because a lot of people forget or don't flat out don't know, how did it go from bin Laden in Afghanistan to Iraq? Well, Israel was that connection. They're the ones that had no evidence, but it was hearsay from one of their intelligence officers saying... An Iraqi official, boom, there's your link, weapon, weapons of mass destruction. And then miraculously, like I said, anthrax started getting shipped all over the United States. You know when it stopped? The second we went into Iraq. Right. The yeah. second we had the go, all systems go. Of course. Because it wasn't coming from Iraq. It's a black op. Baby. It was coming from within. We, and when I say we, I'm just saying America put America in Iraq to go beat up Iraq. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. After we put Saddam Hussein in power. Correct. Correct. Rumsfeld partnered up with the Iraqis to fight the Muja, or uh, No, they were on the side of the Mujahideen yes. in Afghanistan. And when they were fighting. See, and back, the, and back then, the Iranians. Israel, yeah. Israel and Iran were buddies. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Iraq and America were how buddies when they were fighting Iran. How fucking dumb was, is that? We yeah. were backing Iraq, and Israel was buddy-buddy with Iran, yeah. selling them weapons. And now today, we fucking destroy Iraq and most of the Middle East because we've created the vacuum for ISIS to take over. Fun and games. Yeah. We fuck cause we, because we just wanted to go kill Saddam Hussein yep. after we were the ones that put him in power. <laughs> well, we created the vacuum for ISIS and then financially backed ISIS. Yes. Because, uh, and this was, I believe, Mitt Romney that said this. Either that or... No, it was John Kerry, who was recorded on a hot mic, stating our intention was that ISIS would hopefully go into Syria and start a civil war there so that then we could come in and clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. So... They wanted to get rid of fucking Assad. Yeah, so because our goal was to take over that entire region. Right. And anybody that was not on board with the American agenda, just look up what happened to Gaddafi when he was no longer respecting the petrodollar and was looking outside the U.S. currency uh, that he was going to start taking for his oil. He got sodomized uh, with, with bayonets uh, in the streets. Yes. And Hillary famously said, we came, we saw he died. <laughs> Because these people are evil. They are. And this is, Eisenhower warned every American about yeah. this. I mean, in his, in his final address. His farewell to, address. To, to America, he warned everybody in this country about what was coming. And nobody gave a fuck. No one listened. Nobody and listened. even yep. more recently than that, Doug, a hero of mine who has gotten quite a bit of airtime and will continue to get airtime on this podcast, said it even more recently in 2009, Ron Paul. Yes, sir. I'm about to play him for you right now. Twitter videos are a pain in the ass. But uh, let's see what old Ron Paul was saying after we had already made our big fuck up. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? What if we wake up one day and realize that the terrorist threat is a predictable consequence of our meddling in the affairs of others and has nothing to do with us being free and prosperous? What if propping up regime, repressive regimes in the Middle East endangers both the United States and Israel? What if occupying countries like Iraq and Afghanistan and bombing Pakistan is directly related to the hatred directed toward us? What if someday it dawns on us that losing over 5,000 American military personnel in the Middle East since 9-11 is not a fair trade-off for the loss of nearly 3,000 American citizens? What if it is finally realized that war and military spending is always destructive to the economy? What if all wartime spending is paid for through the deceitful and evil process of inflating and borrowing? What if we finally see that wartime conditions always undermine personal liberty? What if conservatives who preach small government wake up and realize that our interventionist foreign policy provides the greatest incentive to expand the government? What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always 
based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations? What if the American people learn the truth? That our foreign policy has nothing to do with national security. That it never changes from one administration to the next. What if war in preparation for war is a racket serving the special interests? What if President Obama is completely wrong about Afghanistan and it turns out worse than Iraq and Vietnam put together? What if Christianity actually teaches peace and not preventive wars of aggression? What happens... If my concerns are completely unfounded, nothing. But what happens if my concerns are justified and ignored? Nothing good. What if Ron Paul was the president of the United States? Now, that was in 2009. Yeah, I know. know. Now, obviously, that was already after we had stepped in it royally and we were fully invested in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. His numbers are a little low because of how long ago he gave that speech. So it's actually only gotten worse, which only proves him more correct. Right, right. He he could not have been more on the nose about all of it from day one. And even before, he, he never supported any war while he was in office, ever. Well, he was he was there. Yeah. He saw what was happening yeah. firsthand. So, you know, anybody that's in D.C., it's the war machine, man. It's well, that, that's the, what the whole shit is based on oh and also unlike everyone else in dc he he came from the school of mises and rothbard and lou rockwell and hans Hermann hoppe and all of these now famed uh libertarian minds the guys that basically in ayn rand hell he named his son after ayn rand he came from a very principled position where he understood that while the rest of the crowd around you is chanting and cheering to go into battle, you should probably be the voice against it. Right. When there's no yeah. other voice against it, you must be. And so that was Ron Paul's centering the whole time that he was in Congress. And and I've, I've seen this video go around a lot, which which warms my heart. I've also seen Jack, the CEO of Twitter, uh, sharing the PDF file to Anatomy of the State, written by Murray Rothbard. It's a quick little less than 100-page little flyer about what the state is, how it operates, how it gets its power, and how it uses its power, and the costs of involved. Who's this? Murray Rothbard. No, Jack? Jack from Twitter. Jack Dorsey. Yeah, Jack Dorsey. He's been tweeting out nothing but Rothbard and... I thought he was a bad guy. No, he's not a bad guy. No. No, he's, he's not a bad guy. He's been held captive by the company that he surrounded himself with. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. He's coming around, and a lot of people are trying to shit on him for this, saying, like, oh, now now you're doing It's like, no, 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 no. Be nice to Jack. He's, he's, he's trying, and he has access to millions of people. This is a potentially good thing. I'm yeah, not gonna no, that's de- a great thing. That's I'm not going to awesome. declare an immediate, like, 10,000 people tomorrow are going to wake up, wake up and be Rothbardians or Hoppians. But I thought he was the Taliban. Everybody can change, <laughs> man. Um, but anyway, so getting back to Ron Paul, to me, that speech, seeing that go around and go viral. I mean, shit, I sent it to you 12, 15 hours after I noticed that you'd already shared it. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of shit that needs to come out of a moment like this. If you just look at the idea of Twitter, of the of actual 
Twitter, you can tell, you know, because it started out 140 characters or less. You had to get your shit out there in 140 characters or less. I to think do it, that, you have to be, you have to prove your fucking point in a, a sentence, basically. Well, actually, you know? that's old school. That's when Twitter first came out. I know, but that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's it, the whole idea of Twitter. Yeah. I can see him being a person like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, because when you think of the whole idea of it, it's yeah. it's getting your idea out there in as little fucking time and effort possible. Know what you're yeah. going to say, get to the point, and be interesting. That's it. And, but if you leave it that wide open, you're gonna, yeah, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna fall victim to the stupidest among us. Well, yeah. and, and that's what happens. Yeah. Um, just, uh, while my mind is fresh on it, basically like where I'm at mentally, um, you know, you, me and you talked on the phone before, you know, on my way up here and you said, you know, I've talked to a lot of my veteran friends mm-hmm. that are, you know, some of them are pissed off. Some of them are fucking suicidal, depressed. Yeah. And like said that I'm basically the only one that's that's looking at it from a different perspective, the perspective that you and I have been talking about. Yeah. And listening to that audio again reminded me of like why I'm coming from the perspective that I'm coming from. And he's talking about all the same shit that I was mentioning a little bit ago about expanding the federal government and like all this kind of shit like that. Seizing power, like being in war is the time that the government can seize the most power from the people yeah, correct. And, and, and infringe on our rights and all this stuff. And we fucking do it. We, we don't, they don't even have to fucking talk us into it. We're begging them for it. 9-11 was the, 9-11 was so, probably the biggest thing yeah. in our life. So, so like one of the things that's really pissed me off the most, like seeing, especially conservatives, talking about how we should fucking stay there and this and that. I'm like, this is the fucking biggest waste of fucking money in the world. And and we're telling people in America, like, you need to fucking pick yourself up by your bootstraps and take care of yourself and this and that. Where nobody's, nobody needs to hold your hand, this and that. But you want us to fucking hold the hand of, of the fucking Afghans when we've been doing that for 20 fucking years. The second that we fucking left, they've been fucking armed and trained for 20 years by us. With our the, money. <laughs> the second that we fucking leave, yeah. they tuck tail and run and let the fucking Taliban... They didn't even fight. They didn't no. even put up a fucking fight. And you've got conservatives that are fucking bitching about... Like, this This is just another politically convenient talking point for them to shit on the libs. Yep. And that's what pisses me off. I've, I've been mentally prepared for the pullout of Afghanistan for years... Because I've wanted it to happen. I know I know in my mind that it's, it was the right thing and needed to fucking happen. Right. I was mentally prepared. I fucking have spent countless nights crying thinking about the fucking Afghan interpreters that I worked with, the Afghan security contractors that I worked with and stuff like that. Um, I still talk to some of them on Facebook. A few of them, luckily, have gotten their, their visas and come to the United States. Good. Some of them are still over there. The people that weren't, the people that weren't interpreters... Don't have the same. Right. It's not as easy for them. They don't have the right. same. They don't so, have the same access. Well, yeah. You saw the plane today. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. The people. Yeah, yeah I, I made a post about that. It's like the poetic injustice of it is what I what is is what I said about it because it started with the falling man. You know, the people jumping out of the twin towers because of nine eleven, and it ends with fucking Afghans clinging to the side of a C seventeen. And falling to their death because they're trying to escape the Taliban. Right. Like it's yeah, fucking- they, they both had the same level of desperation right. to get out of their exactly. current situation. Because they know they're fleeing fucking terrorists. Yeah. Just like 
it this is the this is what boggles my fucking mind on with everybody everybody republican democrat independent doesn't matter who the fuck you are that's our money that paid for that shit Mm -hmm. that's our money yeah when they're telling me to pull up my bootstraps and get out there and work and shit you're taking my money and doing that kind of shit i'd love to but you took my boots and sent them to a different country yeah right that that that's where that's where they get a big fuck off from me yeah you know, I'm right out of the gate. You're taking our money and doing these things that are just fucking hideous. Mm-hmm. They're hideous evil. Shit They're evil. Around the world. And you're doing it in the name of the country that I call home and, and with our money. You're right. doing it with our money. What the fuck is it going to take for people to say, fuck this. This is enough. Well, now, and that was the point that I was making with my sister because I said, hey, regardless of me educating you on the history and the step-by-step how we got here and having the chronological events make sense. The biggest thing here is, and maybe I need to say this on the podcast as well, is, look, I love my country. I do. I do. I Absolutely. love so do I. So do I. America. There's not a better country on the face of the planet. Call me a homer. Don't give a fuck. You know, right? No, I, dude, I, I'm a fucking nerd. I, I'm not goes, there with you. I've got a fucking giant American flag and the Constitution in my office. Yeah, but I will still fucking criticize shit all day long well, because I love my country. Exactly. That's what I was gonna That's say. That's the point. I love my country unequivocally. That's why I hate my government. That's it, that. Exactly. And That's I me. hate my government because I love my country. Yeah, because, because they, of what they do in the name of the fucking country. Because they right. are the ones that have the power to destroy it yeah. and to squander it. Yep. And actions like this and everything they've done in our lifetimes has all been towards that end. Yeah. Uh, to better themselves off of it, no less, while they send our, our boys and girls around the world to shed blood and give their lives. That's my point. Yeah. Their just, power with is our money. Their just, power is sustained. It just clicked the, in my, my yeah. mind. We're, yeah. drink, we're drinking, we're drinking out, out of whiskey glasses. 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 Yeah. The Constitution yeah. They're probably made in China, but they have got the, they've got the United States <laughs> the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. The spirits there. <laughs> but, and that was the point that I wanted to drive home because I know I can come across like uh, to the uninitiated as though I hate America. Couldn't be further from the fucking truth. Um, I need this point to be made because I'm going to be critical of America as far as its government, its policies, its actions. When they're sending friends of mine to war, they deserve every bit of criticism. And the one thing, getting back to what you're talking about, David, as far as veterans' reactions to this, mm-hmm. I've seen it all. I, I've seen, uh, I've seen guys that that have your take on it, which I love to see. I wish that they all had that take. I got a text from a buddy of mine. That's pissed, infuriated. Um, you know, he was, he texted me and I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, I'll read the text because I'm sure he's not the only one feeling this way. He said, you know, this whole Afghanistan pullout thing really does piss, fucking piss me off. Joe, he's talking as Joe. We're not in the business of rebuilding a country. And then he continues. Well, fuck Joe. Can you just for one minute, look at Japan and Germany? I wonder how those two countries got back on their feet and are now economic powerhouses and trusted allies. Oh, wait. I've always said you should respect the office and not necessarily the person, but I'd punch that old idiot right in the face if he ever got in front of me. I understand the sentiment, and I'm not telling you... I I have no position to tell you how to feel. And I I get it. 
and that's who I truly feel for mm-hmm. are are our neighbors, our brothers and sisters that went and answered the call. They did the right thing at that time for what they thought they were going to do and would probably gladly do it again. And for that, they deserve every ounce of respect that I can muster. I have no idea what it feels like to sit back over these last couple of days and see what's happening, to have that feeling that all your work was for nothing. My message to any veteran out there is to, to turn off the news, go outside, go do something good for you. You've earned it. Yeah. This outcome has nothing to do with anything that you've done or that you signed up for or what you thought that you were fighting for. That's true to whatever is inside you. So don't, don't let how this thing is ending affect, affect how you carry forward. Because that is when we actually have lost. Well, all veterans, they, they fight for the country. They don't fight for the government. Fuck no. They're not yeah. they're not fighting for even well, though even the, really like <laughs> when, even when it boils thought, down to it, like, yeah, like so I'm not gonna say like we don't we're not fighting for our country because obviously we are, but at the end of the day, like the most fucking like deeply rooted cause for us to fight is because we're there and we're trying we're trying to protect the guy to the left and right of us. So at right. the fucking like the deepest level of it, right. like I'm fighting right. for my brothers and my sisters right. that are next right. to me. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the things that's so hard for a lot of veterans and like, you know, part of this I just haven't I just haven't let myself fucking think about that stuff because I I wanted us to pull out and I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But I understand that and I fucking like I I completely understand why a lot of veterans are pissed off and depressed and shit like that. But my message to you, and I 1000% agree with you, Jim, like absolutely get the fuck, turn the fucking TV off, go outside and do something like enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, talk to your fucking veteran buddies. But another way that we should be looking at this instead of dwelling on the fact that we lost buddies and stuff over there is the fact that we're preventing more of our buddies from dying. Yeah. For no fucking reason. Because at the end of the day, you have to fucking admit that this was a losing battle from the fucking beginning. It like we were never going to win. And in my opinion, the reason that we were never gonna win is because the fucking the Afghan people are not going to fight for themselves. Well, what was winning there? That was I mean, my question. So, during, that so, was my, yeah, and that that's, was my question in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like uh, how do you know you won? How, yeah. do, you, how do you know when you so won? So from the American you know? perspective, because that's another thing that, you know, has, has been, people have been talking about a little bit was like, you know, what was our plan from the beginning anyways? Were we supposed to be stabilizing Afghanistan or were we supposed to be preventing another 9-11? Right. Technically, Joe Biden said the right thing. Right. We never right. were supposed to go there and nation build. We right. were going, We our presence there was solely for the fact that 9-11 happened and we were allegedly protecting the United States right. from another 9-11 right. from happening. Right. Yeah. That's complete bullshit yeah. in, in itself. But yeah, technically we, we didn't go there to fucking save Afghanistan from the Taliban. Right. So that was never the mission. But even if that was the fucking mission, the Afghan people we've known for fucking years are incapable of defending themselves. And I'm like, that's probably sounds really insensitive and it fucking sucks because I have people that I fucking deeply care about that are Afghan nationals that are stuck there living in that, in that hell. But it's the fucking truth because like I've already said here and I've fucking been blasting it all over fucking social media. 
is that we have been arming and training these fuckers. They have some of the most sophisticated fucking weapons, and they've yeah, they've been getting knowledge. Sixty three Blackhawks they have now. They've been getting the the, they've been getting the same training and knowledge that the fucking strongest military in the world has been getting directly from us. They've right. been working with special forces, like all kinds of shit. And the fucking second we stop holding their hand, they fucking surrendered. And how many of them are going to fucking flip to the Taliban now and most, know exactly most, what the fuck? So it was all, probably it was, 70%. And yeah, know just, everything, every tactic that the U.S. uses, every, uh, no, no, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off, dude. That's what, when, dude, when you talk about veterans or, or it, even, I mean, the especially the ones that died, dude, the dudes that fucking laid down their life over there. Mm. To for for the bullshit that they're fucking throwing, man, that is that is evil. That is evil beyond fucking evil. And so, and that's what I was addressing as far as like what my message to the veterans would be from this point forward, because I that is the most understandable reaction. It's just anger it, it, from it's me. It's the reasonable man. one it's, it's, for it, just just don't focus your anger inward. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. Because that's an yeah, easy absolutely. thing to do. Yes. That, and, yeah, that's not that's not where it goes, fellas. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not I, where and it goes. so I want to I want to address the fact that I understand that the anger's there, but I want to be really careful about uh wading <laughs> wading in that water. Cause I'll be honest, man, my my true concern, or not my one single true concern, but a concern that I have is not not just the potential for suicide or domestic abuse or things like that, but it doesn't take long to connect the dots and realize that the government has fucked over its own people. And immediately now, where does the anger go? And everything and I'm not, all over and, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to set this up just so we have a show next week, but right. this is truly how I fucking feel. No, I, I is get, I, I, the yeah. actions that have been taken against the American people and how it has shifted over the past year and a half, two years, or actually the past five and a half years now, has been sliding in a very, very bad, dangerous, and almost intentional direction to, to like poke at us to poke at the American public, to poke at veterans, you're deplorable, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, it, at this point, I think it's a powder keg that I'm praying that does not pop off here because if they, if the veterans that are a lot of the veterans that I'm seeing friends of mine and others on Twitter and prominent ones that are just letting it all out. If that anger gets shifted into action here at home, we're fucked because of this. It's it's like they're expecting it. It's like they want it with this new domestic terrorism shit. Because if you if you it's not a it's not a secret that most Trump supporters also are military supporters, and that a lot of veterans voted for Trump, and that a lot of those Trump voters had a particular question about a event that happened last November. Uh, they also tend to be a little less trusting when it comes to a lot of the medical advice coming from your TV. Right, right. Um, those are all things that will place get you placed on domestic terrorist watch list now. Mm-hmm. And now they have to sit at home and watch everything that's happening in front of them over in Afghanistan. I don't, I don't know how people are expected to react to all that over time. That pressure campaign against our our own people. That is what needs to end and getting back real quick, unless anybody has anything real quick 
uh, to to add to that, I was going to play a little quick segment of what Biden said today because I thought it was pretty interesting, and I kind of I want to lend an olive branch to somebody that I will always criticize. I'm left again to ask of those who argue that we should stay. How many more generations of America's daughters and sons would you have me send to fight Afghanistan's civil war when Afghan troops will not? How many more lives, American lives, is it worth? How many endless rows of headstones in Arlington National Cemetery? I'm clear on my answer. I will not repeat the mistakes we've made in the past. Mistake of staying and fighting indefinitely in a conflict that is not in the national interest of the United States, of doubling down on a civil war in a foreign country, of attempting to remake a country through the endless military deployments of U.S. forces. Those are the mistakes we cannot continue to repeat. Good for you, Joe. Hey, he even said a few lines from... Dr. Paul that we just played yeah, a minute ago. Uh, yeah, but look, man. Uh, when I, I was listening to that, I listened to the whole fucking thing on the radio today. Yeah, me too. And uh, and I agreed with it. I agreed with everything he said. Yep. Even though I know he don't agree with it. He don't agree with anything he said. That fucker's been there for 47, eight years now. What the fuck? He, I mean, oh, I voted against the war. Yeah, but you fucking took the money just like everybody else you took you had your he, hand he out. voted against it once he was vice president yeah when i was in afghanistan in 2013 we were sending um armored trucks to be tor- like laser cut apart and fucking like torch so that we could scrap the metal because we were leaving afghanistan mm-hmm. 2013 they were like oh yeah we're gonna pull out of afghanistan we need to go fucking scrap metal all these trucks because it's too expensive to ship them home cue the somebody surge. that was actually doing that joe that biden was actually scrapping them. joe biden said we're pulling out of afghanistan and that's that was fucking how many years ago <laughs> that would be eight yeah so and but then here comes the surge you know how many surges later uh, and all this other stuff, but um, yeah, my nephew was over there during, during all that shit. Yep. Was- so he was. It, I'm not going to criticize uh, where he tried to put blame on Trump or whatever. I, I don't even want to get into that conversation because, well, fuck it. Actually, I think I'll we kind of have to. I, I think we kind of have to. Well, yeah, I definitely um, want to talk about that a little bit. But before we even talk about that, I just want to say, in general, every single president and every single fucking congressman that has ever voted for or kept us in war for the last fucking twenty years is at fault. That means fucking Donald Trump. That means Barack Obama. That means George Bush. That means all the fucking congressmen and congresswomen that did not fucking pull us out. All of them are to blame. And I fucking hate Joe Biden as much as the next person. I fucking will shit on him for so many fucking reasons. But I applaud him for that speech and I applaud him for fucking pulling us out like he said he would. Thank yep. the Reagan revolution. Well, Thank that. Well, the, that, uh, that started all of this shit. Well, yeah, yeah It but, did. But as far as where we're at today and focusing on the moment, I'm 1 million percent with you. Where does he go from here? And does he keep his word? Yeah. Now, that's asking a lot of a politician. That's, that's what I said when he well, announced earlier this year, we're going to pull out of Afghanistan. I And I told you this earlier today. I said, yep. I didn't fucking believe him when he said it. No. But I said, I'm pretty sure I said it on Facebook. I have to go back and find that so I can fucking share it to people and say, look, I fucking said that he was probably going to be full of shit because he has been in the past. 
I didn't but he expect fucking, it. He kept his fucking word. And this is what I wanted, no matter what the president... I If fucking Donald Trump had pulled us out last year, I would have applauded him. And I also hate Donald Trump. It's not yeah. It's not about whether the whether I like the person. It's whether do I think that what they did was right or yeah. wrong. Hey, we can't pull out yet until my party representative well, is in there. We're sending you know, 6,000 right. troops in now. Well, and that's the thing. everybody out. I mean, so... If is in six thousand in to to pull twenty five hundred out and hmm, but it's, it's going to take gotta, keep the math going it, there. Yeah. But it's going to take a shitload more than six thousand to push back what's been it, going exactly. on the last week. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Hey man, good job today. You said something that I never thought I'd hear you say. You deserve credit for that. Good, good job, Joe. <laughs> good job. Good, good job, job no, buddy. That's, that's the way I felt. You yeah, know, you you read your teleprompter and you didn't take a single fucking question afterwards. Right, right. And that was the smartest thing you could have done. Now, going back to the, the whole, like, I didn't support this war. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to 2001, ladies and gents. Google who was on the House, or maybe not the House, but the uh, the Senate Intelligence, Intelligence Committee. Look up who might have even been chairing that yeah. committee. Who's the chair? It would have, it, you might find a name that sounds familiar. It was one Joseph Robinette Biden. Mm. He was the chair of the intelligence committee that knew that weapons of mass destruction was fake and gay and full <laughs> of fuckery. Yeah. And he stump speeched and fucking rallied behind this message to get the votes necessary to get us into that fucking war. So he also brags about the fact that the Patriot Act bill is basically the Joe Biden bill. Dude, Correct. you guys, you got everything we're talking about makes me feel so good that I don't vote. It really does. I mean, it does. It does. It's like at both sides, you can look at you can look at any of them fucking criminals, man. They're all, every one of them are a wash in fucking war crimes and financial crimes and sex crimes and every, any kind of fucking crime you can think of. Here's, they're in it. Here's how you know that your politician is a criminal. They are acting like they're here to help you. <laughs> the only ones they're running. <laughs> well, but I gotta give criminal. I gotta give leeway for the for the few. Yeah, no, the there few are speckles, like maybe three in my entire One. lifetime. <laughs> That the one that aren't out for that shit, You're right? Uh, and yeah. those need to be highlighted more than these other fuckers need to be criticized. Almost, mm-hmm. almost. Right. <laughs> Don't let me get ahead of myself here. <laughs> but I, I played that to to display everybody in this room hates Joe Biden. It's not even in doubt. But I'm willing to give credit to my co, you know, opposition, if you want to call right. it that. When they do something right, mm-hmm. I preferred if he would have never pushed our our exit date back from what the Trump plan was, right? Because we would have been out months ago, right? And we had a thing planned from the early. You Hold know, on, from can you say that one more time? May yeah. I would have rather stuck with the Trump's pullout plan. What was Trump's pullout plan? To be out by May one. So. You- so Donald Trump wanted to pull it. I already know the answer to this question. Sure. I'm just making sure that oh, you, yeah. you, I mean, not necessarily. And you, I know where you're you, going and you I want to go here so bad. You didn't yeah. necessarily like Trump, but you supported him in a lot of things and you did vote for him. Yep. You are admitting it. Cause if I say it, I'm just a fucking libtard or whatever, but you actually <laughs> voted for Donald Trump. So you can say this and people might, might listen to you. Donald Trump wanted to take us out of Afghanistan and he wanted to get us out faster than Joe Biden did. And he criticized Joe Biden for not pulling us out quick enough. Well, before we go into shitting on Trump and I'll gladly give you that, that room, the main reason 
And I said this earlier when we spoke. There was like three things about Trump that I liked. While the rest of the world was burning down and the full reformation over him for all the obvious reasons that are low-hanging fruit, the reasons why I didn't hate the man and, in fact, kind of enjoyed him was, first of all, he was anti-war in his rhetoric. We can we can talk about his actions. He was. He's fucking, There's a fucking... I shared something on Instagram the other day that was an article from 2017, and the title of it was... All of the times that Donald Trump said we should pull out of Afghanistan. That was from 2017. It was a shitload. And it's it, had quotes, it had quotes going all the way back into the early 2000s talking about <laughs> yeah. this war is a fucking Bullshit. disaster. Right. We need to get out of here. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell probably is in this yeah. war. And you've got uh, all these camp. fucking hardcore Trumpers out here. This is like the thing that's pissed me, off the, pissed me off the most is that I don't know if they're fucking like, is it, is it cognitive dissonance or they are they just not informed? Do they not know that Donald Trump is actually anti-Afghanistan? All or, the above, like because nobody plays the game. No, you're politician. Nobody knows who the fuck it, uh, they support. It's they just, just another the, fucking opportunity to shit on the other side. Hey, there's red. There's red behind him. That means he's on my team. Yeah, yeah. And I support anything he does. And that's fucking faking gay too. It's fucking retarded. That's not patriotism. That is sheepism. All of the fucking magatards and the Q-tards out there talking about, man, these sheep wearing their masks. Huh. Well, see a bunch of people talking about this administration ruined uh, Afghanistan. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Learn, learn your history. The internet's a big place and there's a lot of information in there, but okay. So Trump, Trump was good on war rhetoric. A lot of people don't remember this, but rhetoric. in the end, that's where I'm going to start. <laughs> There's plenty to criticize him on uh, when it comes to actions, but his rhetoric was good because half the time, or over half the time, the majority of the time, people only pay attention to the rhetoric. Right. That's what formulates that's, opinions. Oh, no, yeah, that's, so, that's everything. So, that's, that was what made him vote for him. I would rather him, well, anyway, so he was good there. A lot of people don't remember this. When he was running for president in 2016, back in the primaries, maybe in 2015, they were in South Carolina the home of the Marines with Jeb fucking Bush on stage. And he turns to Jeb at the Republican fucking debate and says, Hey Jeb, your brother lied us into a war that we had no business ever being in. And if I was president, I would have never made that silly mistake your brother's a moron he's an idiot yeah. look it up no i, know. I don't know if no, i put it over hilarious no, i do the remember the crowd that. lost its shit yeah yeah when that happened i said that motherfucker i'll have to see how this plays out i did not vote for him in 16 I, I could not make that leap of faith um but in 2020 i did but so he was good on the war rhetoric the second part was he exposed the media for being the fake lying pieces right. of shit right. the evil entity that they are and i'll love him forever for that and he's hilarious and the third one is he he's fucking hilarious intentionally biden's hilarious unintentionally which is yeah. sad oh he's definitely yeah. the funniest president he's we've the ever funniest had. intentional he's president we've ever tro- had he's like his troll game is fucking yeah. phenomenal now Com- mind you com- comedian now mind you i only listed three characteristics of a president <laughs> that i liked and That's- one of them is that he's a troll yeah <laughs> yeah one of them but, was good. <laughs> because my bar is set so low for politicians in this country that that's all it takes for for me to get on your side. Yeah. Because they, there's been so much shit of uh, of examples that when... And when, one, and when one third of your three things didn't play out. Correct. <laughs> but to me, if I was a single voter, a uh, single issue voter, it's war. And if you come to me with that good war 
you know, anti-war talk, yeah. you've got my attention, friend. So I want to ask your opinion on this real quick, because I know, um, so really quick, I've got a buddy of mine that was like sucking, sucking the Trump dick for four years talking about he's the anti-war president. He's, you know, he's pulling us out of Afghanistan. In reality, he increased a our presence there by 50% the first two years that he was in office. Mm-hmm. But I know towards the end, like last year around election time, he was like, Hey, we're going to fucking pull out very early next year. And then there was something where the Democrats were like blocking him from pulling out troops. So that's a big part of why I don't totally just dunk on Trump all the time because a, it's too easy and everyone's already done it. But because war is my number one issue, mm-hmm. And because I listen to guys like Scott Horton and Dave Smith and Tom Woods and a lot and Eric July and a lot of other guys in this space that pay attention to this mm-hmm. very closely is and none of those guys like Trump. All of them hate Trump. They yeah. think he should be locked up for war crimes for what he did uh, carrying out the genocide in Yemen. All right. I tend to agree. You know what? I think all of our presidents in my lifetime are war criminals, but that's uh... But even even my super fucking liberal and I've told you this a million times, my super liberal progressive Democrat constitutional law professor has said in class when we talk about the global or yeah the global war on terror that Obama is guilty of fucking war crimes. Oh, a shit ton of them. (laughs) All of them are. All of them are, including Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) And um, so that so I listen to these guys. And I listen to these experts in this field that know the the people that are never on the news, the people that send memos that have been in the same position are getting raises under multiple presidents that nobody even fucking knows unless you're in the military right. or in the cabinet. And having them read the reports and the information coming back and hearing how our own military intelligence was lying to the uh, the president of the United States, you know, hail to the chief and all that shit, giving him false information so that he would make decisions that would be in the interest of these military people so that while he was saying he wanted to pull everybody out, his field data was coming back going, no, sir, we can't pull out. Guys are in danger. You know, we only got this many troops. We need more troops. Mm-hmm. They were giving them false numbers of troops that we had. They were making up. Remember this whole thing where Russia, there was a Russian bounty on American soldiers. Yeah, yeah. That was all bullshit. Right. Right. It's all rhetoric. Remember, also remember when Trump started, uh, dropping bombs, I think in Syria or somewhere as a retaliatory measure, Syria. that was yeah, the only time yeah. that was the only time that the you saw strip. the liberal media. I hate to say that, but the, the, the corporate media, the cathedral, all unilaterally praising him, saying he's being so presidential. Look at this. This is his most presidential moment. Now, that's all I need to know. That's all I fucking need to know. Because I pay attention in ways that most people don't or aren't just aren't aware of. They probably would if they knew. I knew that he was getting lied to the whole time. Right. Like, so I, I looked at it as he's making the what he thinks is the best decision because he's too stupid to know he's being lied to. And that was his biggest problem. He was never the guy to carry out the claims that he was making. And that's why, and that's why I, I have always told you, I've said this from the beginning. If, if, if another Trump comes along, but a smart one, <laughs> a smart one, you know what? One that knows how to fucking use the system. 
I, th- I see it a little bit differently. I don't think so. Trump is very stupid in a lot of ways, but he's also very strategic in some ways. And I feel like he, I feel like what really happened was his actual feelings about the war are what they've been in the public for fucking 20 years mm-hmm. that he wanted to pull out of Afghanistan. When he got into office, they probably fucking told him. If you pull us out of Afghanistan, the fucking nation is going to crumble to the Taliban, yeah. and you're going to look like a fucking jackass. And we're also going to take you on and a that brings on, me to on what, a limousine ride through Dallas. Right. That that's what brings me to why I was just asking you a minute ago about you know uh, well at the end of last year he was talking about pulling us out and the Democrats blocked it. The reason I bring that up is because he waited until he lost the election. Or he was about to lose, potentially lose the election to say, I'm going to pull us out of Afghanistan, even though he's been talking about it for fucking, even before he was in well, office. The, the plan was made in early 2020. Um, that was when the designs were being drawn up. I think either January in November or is when he November is when he announced, where I want to pull us out by May, and he put, he set the January 15th day. Oh, yeah. At he, least that's what I, it, what I saw. Yeah. He, he's an idiot savant. Like, well, that he, was, that he was, was in the he election. Was worst, they set he that was shit his up. worst enemy the whole time he was president. Yeah. Because he was, like I said, he was not the guy to carry out the things that he wanted to yeah. because he did not know how to wield power. Right. He was, he, he was intellectually, there, when it comes to a power scale, the guy was a fucking retard. Look, Trump is a street brawler. That's what he is. Yeah. He's, but I and, think and, he's and a counterpuncher. When, and when he goes up against an intellect, yeah. when you put a brawler against an intellect, the intellect is going to fucking run circles around yeah, them. Yeah, because the brawler's just going to go, oh, well, you, you look stupid yeah. and fat anyway, yeah, so yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> and, and Next the question. Intel, but and the I, intellect is going to be going, hey, yeah, keep keep talking your shit. But you I know? think I think it was very deliberate to keep that, to hold that fucking move to the end of his, his term yeah. to say... Like, I'm going to fucking shit on the next administration to come in, yeah. and they're going to look like fucking idiots, and I'm going to look like a genius. Oh, trust me, as a, as a I guess, politically libertarian, um, he, did, he did the best presidential shit post-election. That month and a half, two months before January 6th, after the election date, uh, until the Electoral College Day, as far as the moves he made and the people he fired and the people that he yeah, hired, it yeah. was the best thing he ever did. Yeah. But yeah. it was too little too late. Yeah. If he opened up his presidency that way, he probably would have gone down as the best president in my lifetime. But see, what he's talking about gave him today. If he would have shut the fuck today. up, I probably could have backed. Like, if he didn't if, <laughs> if he didn't have a lot of his bullshit rhetoric, yeah. and, and I think he needed to yeah. not. If he shut the fuck up a yeah. long time ago, then I could have supported him. A more. lot of people could have. Yeah. But, a lot of people could have. Yeah. But, so, I think I told you this too, but I'm going to keep coming back to that. This whole, like, he, I think he had that in his back pocket. That's the only fucking time in November of 2020. Yeah. Is the only time that I said this is a fuck this is a bullshit plan. Like this isn't this is not the time that you need to be pulling out of Afghanistan. The whole 4 years that he was in office talking about pulling out of Afghanistan and in his campaign in 2016, I said, "Fuck yeah, I hope he pulls us out of Afghanistan." He waited until fucking November of 2020 to say, "All right, well we're going to fucking pull the troops out of Afghanistan." And I said, "Hold on a second. So for people that don't know, when there's a change of power in the United States, that's like a traditional time for the Taliban to fucking start attacking in the ramp first up. place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they fucking ramp up their shit yeah. because there's fucking disorganization. Yeah. You don't know what the new president's going to do, whatever. Yeah. It's just fucking disorganized. Yep. So they fucking attack. That's one reason. And then I'm like, 
this motherfucker is doing the shit on purpose because he just wants to shit on the net. Like I just said a minute ago. So that I said that shit and this is, I'm sure I could find the receipts for that one too. Yeah. That's the only fucking time I said, this is bullshit. He's only doing the shit because he's trying to fuck Biden. For, and and, for political and it gave him today. I think that's it was what I'm talking about. Did, yeah. You saw what he said this uh, first thing this morning. Trump gets up and he says, <laughs> I think Biden should step down in disgrace. Yeah. Which is fucking I retarded because in April, in, in April of this year, he was saying, I, I can't believe Joe Biden's waiting until September. He needs to pull us out in May. Yeah. Right. The fuck make up your mind yeah, yeah did is. we come out too soon or did we like did we well, leave too late here's here's the thing and this is okay th- there's a lot to go a lot of directions to go in so i'm gonna try to attack them all um he should have pulled out within his first six months of being a president his first initiative should have spent that first six months a hiring competent people to to make up his cabinet instead of hiring and firing and hiring and firing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just couldn't help. He's like, oh, you fired. You hired. You fired. You're talking about yeah. Trump. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Biden. There was a no. lot of positions he never even filled. Yeah. Which is fine with me. Yeah. Hell, empty yeah. the entire didn't federal government. Didn't, didn't I'm down for that. Uh, so, yeah, obviously he should have done that. A uh, part of me is I'm going to play the MAGA uh, devil's advocate. If the left and if the media and if the entire machine wasn't pushing Russian collusion and impeachment one and impeachment two and shitting on everything the man constantly fucking did and holding up everything he was trying to get done. And the only time the media ever did anything to try to get Americans on his side was when he was doing something I fucking hate and that's bombing other countries. I wonder what else he might've gotten done. Cause not every president has gotten that level of backlash. I'm right. not going to say that Trump had it worse. I have it worse than any president ever. I'm not even going to go there. Right. But not every president has it as bad as he did. Look at Biden, for example. Real no, qu- I, yeah, absolutely. 1,000%. And, and, and I'm not saying it's that. Not that- even, there's, there's no comparison whatsoever between Donald Trump and Joe Biden as far as media coverage and criticism. Well, not, just, at, not even fucking close. Well, just think about it. Before this week, you had a president that was AWOL while Afghanistan's crumbling. You have his son, his crack-smoking son, yet another laptop, and we'll get to that yeah. on another episode. Russia's, <laughs> Russia's this, has, this has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> Three of them, and and I want to. I I love my that's hunter. That's a whole episode. I love my hunter yeah, time. That's a whole I, I'm, episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect the hunter time. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh my god. And the media says nothing. Yeah. Three you of got them. a Holy crackhead shit. son on video talking about Russians stealing your fucking laptop. <laughs> Russian drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> while, in Vegas, while, while Afghanistan in is Vegas. crumbling. And he's AWOL. He actually uh, went on a media blackout. It was supposed to be through Wednesday. He interrupted it because things were getting so bad. Yet the media, what do you just, and I hate this whole like conservatism. Well, what if the other side did it? I hate that argument. But every now and then when things are just egregious as fuck, you got to point it out. What if Don, Don Jr. Jr. Yep. Had his third laptop get recovered with him talking about uh, talking to a hooker. Yep. After a bender, uh, where his personal property got stolen by Russians, Russian drug dealers, <laughs> while the Middle East is falling in on itself, and Donald's like, "I'm gonna go guff and don't contact me." After spending they, nineteen dude, nights in whole, Vegas, that whole thing is like a fucking movie script. They would have. That's like that's like the fuck. It's like a script of a Hangover movie. Uh, it, it is. It, 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 the hunter stuff is just oh mwah. I can't oh, wait. I can't wait like, to dig into it. I cannot wait to dig into it. It'll have to be another night. Yeah, but the media, 
has been like you wouldn't know if you were if you were just a mindless American, which is the majority of Americans. Uh, we are so comfortable. We have the we we have the luxury of being stupid. They don't know half the shit that we're even talking well, about. The, well, the you know, you talk about presidents and media and all that shit going after a president. And Trump did have it bad. And I'll say this. In my lifetime, I can only compare it to one other president. And that was Jimmy Carter. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I remember when Carter I'll have won. to officially state this is before my time, so I'm not okay, fully. Okay, yeah. I was just going to say I that, remember when like, Carter got elected. Yeah. Uh, the The... the I mean, it's New York Times or whatever. The front fucking front page. We have a peanut farmer yeah. for a president. Well, I'm Jimmy yeah. Carter, and, and I mean, I and they, see some of that. And yeah. they were really fucking going after him, dude. And Jimmy Carter. I don't know if if anybody fucking really digs into that guy. That he's to me one of the greatest presidents we ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was one of the ones that got fucked over in all uh, in by the, the other the Hor- side in the Horton videos. Yeah, Reagan set him up using yes. the CIA, yes. and For- this is and this is the impetus. This is the start of the war on terror. Yes. It happened under Jimmy's watch, yeah. but again, kind of the same thing as Trump. Jimmy Carter got fucked over. The, the same thing. Well, the Blackhawks ran into each other and fucking crashed. It was well. well here's the main thing, and I'm trying to bolster yeah. your statement. Yeah, go ahead. While tying it into modern day, he wasn't the right man for the job. He was not politically sound enough. No, he wasn't. Because he was too good of a guy. Right, exactly. He's Conversely, too- Trump was too bad of a guy. Right. And, you know, equally stupid, yes. yep. but totally different spectrums as far as good and bad. But the same as as far as the establishment looks Yeah, at. the establishment yeah. trying to like just yeah. nip at his heels just the whole time. Yeah. And so that's why I say Jimmy Carter, good man, mm-hmm. bad president. Yeah. Um, I think Donald the- Trump, bad man, not as bad. Bad as a president, <laughs> right. a, a president as we were all led to believe the entire time. Right. Like the world is falling, the world is falling unless I, he's bombing somebody. I think the difference, though, that that should probably be pointed out, which I wasn't alive for Carter, right. but it's just like the like social media and technology, like the amount of actual criticism that Trump got all the time, like every fucking day. Right. Which a lot of that he brought himself with his Twitter bullshit right but willingly. yeah I willingly he, i don't think he, that he wanted that i don't think any any president to probably, a degree well pro- i think technology was the difference there I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it was because uh, i mean jimmy carter man he did some he did some things as a, as a president <laughs> that were kind of kind of boneheaded he would be you know? destroyed I mean, in today's yeah, I mean, media like, he, like, had a, he had a let's party for the Almond brothers you know i mean and that's uh, fucking awesome yeah i, I, I hey, thought it was great too again you know? what's popular and uh in the media uh i don't want any part of and he wanted and, to, and he, what's not popular in the media yeah. i want nothing but and he wanted to put solar panels on the white house and he, and he saw a ufo and i mean shit shit that that they just slammed my him. man Jimmy. I'm just saying they just slammed I love this him. Fucking guy. They hey, I got a soft spot in my heart for uh, you know other guys named Jim that are yeah. from Georgia. But I don't they, know. I don't know they, why. They, they, I don't did, know why. they piled on him, man. They really did. They and, sure. Yeah. And just like you said, Reagan setting him up with the hostage shit yeah. over in Iran. I mean, that was with the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And and it's, and, and so that's a big that's a big point that I'm trying. Like the overarching point of this podcast and of this episode is. That don't take thing, uh, don't take anything from a surface level. Don't take good news as good news and bad news as bad news. Right. And you should think this way because we tell you so. And I'm not going to get all preachy and be like, you know, think for yourself, question authority. We've already gone through that whole fucking thing. If you're still listening now on episode 54, you already fucking know that. Blah blah. Right. blah. I almost need a disclosure at the beginning. 
Thank for your support. Go fuck your mother. Um, <laughs> but the whole point this is not available in Georgia. I, I was raised, you know, I was born when Reagan was president, and you know, I'm I'm still here now. So you do the math, right? But I was raised also in my household with what my parents did for a living, and in my circles of influence growing up, uh, very patriotic, very trust the government. In fact, don't go work in private industry. It's risky. Go to college, get a degree, work for the government. You're set for life. Just do that. Don't question anything. And so if my parents ever find this podcast, hi, parents, I love you to death, but I have to criticize a lot of the institutions that you guys work for. It's not an indictment on you as people. Oh, I'm sure they criticize them, too. Uh, trust you know me. And that's there's a lot I don't say on this podcast uh, for personal reasons. Right. Conversations I've heard, things that I know. <laughs> Because I don't want to be an authority in that area because I don't want that shit coming back at me. Um, it's just how I was raised. Don't want to do it. Not going to do it. But to grow up under that auspice of America is always an institution for good. CIA good. FBI good. Uh, DEA. ATF. All good because they're taking out bad guys. All the three letter. Yeah. All the intelligence agencies. But we just said... Reagan was using our intelligence agencies way back then to set up his way into the White House so that he could then wield power right. and have 12 years of straight Republican run. That's evil. That's not a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Not at all. Um, not even that I'm that big of a fan of democracy when your populace is so retarded. I think the more retarded your populace, the more restrictive the voting rights need to be if you're going to have voting at all. Bro, it, I was like... So the first time that you had me on the show, I think we talked about that because it was right, it was after, right, the, it was after, the right after the election. We talked about that. And I was like, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is like, you know, everybody should be able to vote even if they're stupid. But now I've just gotten so fucking burnt out with politics and how fucking stupid people are that I'm starting to fall into your side well, of just Give think- me a hug, man. We're changing lives, Doug. I don't know if I'm ever going to fucking vote again. And, oh! <laughs> and I may not. It all de- it just all depends on the environment at the time. I can be swayed. I'm a human. I'm emotional. I yeah. can get all fucking in I my just shit. About you, know what, you know what didn't change from that episode the first time I was in, in here? And you right still now? think the election was legit? <laughs> i don't know that was a guess. Uh, i'm questionable on that i was always questionable but <laughs> you put up a good fight though i will say this uh i was banned for 30 days on facebook mm, in that. that episode and i'm banned 30 days for facebook right now oh are you <laughs> yeah they fucking is bullshit too sorry but, for the sorry for the caveat yeah. to the listeners but the, it's fucking bullshit so last time it's because i said somebody was like a pussy snowflake or something yeah, like that. that yeah this yeah. time it's bullshit i was just talking i was just joking with one of my friends he got a fucking the sick ass tattoo that's like a skull no regrets and <laughs> no, uh, no it's like a skull on, with wings and shit like on his throat yeah. he's like a biker dude he's like no i mean he was actually an army ranger he, he was actually in afghanistan he's a fucking right on he's crazy shout out to that dude yeah Jake, yeah, no doubt. Jake is a fucking badass. I'm going to tell him I give him a shout out in here. Fuck yeah. But I, I said uh, in the comments under the picture on his tattoo, I said, 
uh, I'm going to punch that skull in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking immediately, Facebook's like, ban yep. 30 oh, days. Oh, wow. Bullying and up. harassment. You can't even fuck with your buddy. Yeah. And then I, so then I took a screenshot of that and I posted it on my Instagram and Instagram fucking hit me and was like, your account may be deleted. <laughs> well, at least like, you got a warning. <laughs> uh, yours truly got banned, like completely banned with no capability of being reinstated from discord this past weekend oh, oh shit i got my first social media ban cha-ching yeah. <laughs> but you want to know what it was for what I didn't, oh no you told me about this yeah i didn't even do anything like i didn't even put you were well, just a member of a fucking discord channel so right? i followed the way that discord is set up is you follow servers Discord's like a server farm. You get connected to different, what they call servers. Basically, group pages right, that right. you want to follow. If, 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 if it was Facebook, it would be a group. So, I was following anywhere between 20 and 30 servers. A lot of them were Patreon subscription-based podcast groups or servers that I was in that I actually really enjoyed. It was yeah. the only way I could actually listen to or watch their podcasts as they recorded live. But I was following at least one <laughs> server that was deemed non-essential by discord and their safe and security team. Cause I got an email just out of the blue Friday night, seven thirty-seven PM or whatever saying your band has been basically dissolved with no recourse. I didn't get a strike, a warning, a heads up. Hey man, you might want to unfollow this. We've noticed some activity. None of that. It was just, you're gone. I thought Discord was supposed to be no. the... It used, yeah, it used to be... It used to have a, uh, like a fucking... What's the word I'm looking for? Like a... End-to-end uh, uh, -end encryption kind of a thing. Uh, no, no, no. I was thinking like... You were a little bit more anonymous. It had a reputation oh, right, as being... Yeah. As being like somewhere where you could go talk shit, Free you know, speech. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a. It started off kind of like Twitch, where it was a gamer platform where gamers could go and have their own little servers about. And you different know, gamers games. for whatever reason love to drop the n word. Well, so it's that's like what that's what people mean <laughs> when they say gamer. Oh, I had a guy. I had an old boomer drop gamer words. Right. It's or a twelve year old. Hard ends. Yeah, twelve <laughs> yeah. year old usually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, I just created a new account and emailed everybody that I was <laughs> still wanting to follow, and I'm back in that bitch, so uh, fuck you, Discord. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so fuck all that censorship. We're always I against guess, that I guess here. that put me on the, on the map for Instagram. I've never, I've, I've talked a lot of shit to people on Instagram, not as much as on Facebook, but I've never gotten any kind of message. Today, it put me on the map, and then, I don't know if you saw the post, but I... Um, I started talking shit to this girl about her take on on basically blaming the pullout of Afghanistan on Joe Biden and all this shit. And I was like, I thought chicks love a good pullout game. I was <laughs> I was telling her, you know, in not the nicest way that Donald Trump that like this was just a continuation of the Donald Trump plan to pull out. And in fact, we actually took a little bit longer because she's like, we should have. Uh, we should have stayed longer. And I was like, Donald Trump wanted to pull us out sooner, and that's your guy. She fucking went off. Oh, I and I specifically said the thing about like the Afghan people uh, have been trained and funded, blah blah blah. It's they, up to them. They tuck tail and ran. So yeah. so yeah. let me in her words With our money. In her words, the way that I would describe the Afghans in her words would be that they're beta males. They didn't fucking stand up for beta. themselves. They ran away. She takes my comment about uh well actually Donald Trump wanted to pull us out sooner and it's really on the Afghans to defend themselves me saying that the Afghan people should fucking nut up and fight for themselves she fucking screenshotted my account 
and made a whole post about me being a beta male and this and that, and he's a triggered liberal and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even think I like actually attacked her in any kind of way that should be, um, you know, flagged by Instagram or anything like that. I mm-hmm. literally was just, you know, stating facts and my opinions without saying like, I'm going to kill you or I'll beat your ass or like, you know, anything like that. Yeah. That's actually harassment or bullying. Man. And I got fucking flagged like four times in a row. And I don't even know what the fuck I said wrong, but they were like, this this comment has been deleted. This comment has been deleted. This comment has been... It's like, what the fuck is yeah, going there's on? Also, free there's also a great thing. Well, there's also yeah. cancellation... Uh, there's also cancellation pushes where that chick probably had 12 of her friends that she sent in a private chat. Hey, go report this guy. They do that. Sh- it's like swatting, but online. Yeah. Um, so. that's why the, the true art of trolling is to never let people know where you're coming from. Keep them guessing, yeah. keep them confused. Right. As long as they remain engaged, the troll wins. So the best way to do that is to never let them know whether you're against them or for them. You're just there to fuck with them and they can understand that you're there to fuck with them. And the second they say, Oh, well you must be a liberal. Do you, you mm-hmm. fucking bend into it and you start saying liberal things that they agree with, and then you immediately go on yeah. the complete opposite. And you, <laughs> this you just dude, constant, just fuck with them. This swole marine dude got on there, and he was obviously simping for her, and mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> he, he didn't see the original post. Hey, bro, this chick's got definite cleavage, so we're all going to need to back <laughs> off a little no, bit he's here. Fucking like, he didn't see the original post where I called her out about the Taliban. Like, if I wasn't so busy standing up for this woman, I'd be asking her out on a nice fucking seafood yeah. dinner so, right no, now. He, he goes on to You're cock blocking me, bro. He goes on to the post where she uh, calls me a lib and this and that, <laughs> and starts talking <laughs> all the shit to me. And I went to his profile and I was like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking marine." Let me just ask him straight up, what's his opinion of the Taliban tucking tail and running? I sent that shit to him. He never fucking responded again. Oh no, bro! You're 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 <laughs> you're inflicting upon my dick game over here, bro. My yeah. digital dick game be strong. I, I was like, I sorry, time for reality. I was like, sorry, bro. She, I, and I said this to him. Straight up, I was like, I was like, you're being a fucking simp right now. She's not gonna fuck you just because you defended her on on Instagram, and that was basically the end of that. Well, and that's another thing. Let's like bringing it back to this topic on hand is you got so many people that are just so entrenched in their own fucking ideology that you've got conservatives. Everybody's like, oh, Biden's embarrassing the nation. Go fuck yourself. You're no better than when the media was praising Trump for bombing Syria. You're your bitch fuck cucks. Uh, that's a term I stole from Reed, Dude, Reed Coverdale. Sean Hannity today. Yeah, total fucking ass fuck. This is, this is, what this, say? Is, this is funny as hell. I'm on the way home from work. He starts playing. He starts playing the, uh, the Biden speech today. And, and, he, and I, you know, I think he's going to play it through its entirety. And then he stops about no, 10. No, just bring any of the heads. He stops about 10 minutes in into it. And just to say, uh, yeah, Joe. Uh, blaming your your uh, your loss on everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Do that, Joe. And I'm like, I turned it off at that point. I was like, I don't even I got know why no, you listen. I, I don't I, even know why you listen, dude. dude well, you know, and the only reason I do listen is because, and I told you this before. I like to get shit from every side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to get the hard ass liberal side of something. The hard ass conservative. Did you side. hear that, Jim? He likes to the, take it from all sides. I, I like to. Yes, he likes it. Yes, liberally hard. I'm liberally, yes, liberally all around. <laughs> Be liberal and, with uh, that hardness. 
but but I like to you know I like to get information from fucking I- I- anything I can and and use that <laughs> to to just shit all over them, yeah. which is what we do. Um, that's that's how we live. I I don't subscribe to any tribe, yeah. so I can shit on all of them. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. See, and I don't care about any of them. And, and I just need to jump in real quick because I love that you do that. And I think that the difference might be a generational thing, just the age gap that we have, because you'll get your information from all the different mainstream news. Well, no, they're not all mainstream, though. In comparison to what I'm about to say, right? You do, right? And what I do is I get all my information from podcasts, from internet, right? Right. And I'll listen to all different sides, but it'll be people that aren't. Sponsored by Raytheon right, or Boeing right. or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'll listen to Jimmy Dore and Sam Cedar, the Young Turks and Vouch, uh, and all those, and Shoe on Head and all these left types. But then I'll also listen to, like I said earlier, Eric July, Dave Smith, who's one of my favorites, uh, Peddling Fiction, Good Morning Liberty, like all these other guys over here. Right. And then, so I'm getting, I'm getting the same information. From different mouths, from different sources that are allowed to say fuck without right. commercial breaks. So, but I've just sworn off like uh, anything that can be picked up through a car radio or uh, or, or an antenna outside it's, your house. It's just so funny. I, I find it interesting that we we do the same thing, but we just come from. Well, different I just channels. don't have time. I, I don't have time to listen. Uh, like, I, for one thing, the work that I do, I can't listen to shit on my phone at work. Because I need to buy you some AirPods. I'm usually in people's houses, you know, and and they don't work, man. I stick them in my ears. I'm trying to climb a ladder. If they, uh, if always, they get sweaty, they do fall out. It's yeah, pretty fucking yeah. annoying. I they mean, would immediately so, go into a bucket of paint. Yeah, never so, mind. So, never yeah. mind. You had so, a system. So, I don't want to fuck with it. So the work, the work I do, the work I do. Now, now I do. Um, sometimes, if if I'm working in someone's house or somewhere, and they're not at home. I'll set up my Bluetooth speaker and I can listen to whatever the fuck I want to listen to, mm-hmm. which is usually fucking metal. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just slamming all day. I mean, I've had peace sales, dude, but I've who's had, buying? I had a lady. I gotta say this. This is funny as hell. I had a lady come in one day. I didn't know she had walked in the house. Oh no! I'm in her kitchen doing her kitchen cabinets and Slayer, Angel of Death is playing <laughs> loud as fuck, dude. I'm talking about loud as fuck. <laughs> Angel of Death. Well, and, it, and, is it and, possible to listen to it quietly? And, and, and I'm and I'm sitting there painting, you know. And I turn around, and when I turn around, she's standing there looking at me. And I'm like, oh my god! And I went and I grabbed my phone. Please and, tell me it was red paint, and, and you I just turned, had it like all over your face and, I and shit. It down. No, no, I turned <laughs> it down. It. I turned it down, and she looked at me and she goes, "That's interesting music that you're listening to." <laughs> That's what I, I said. That's what I draw my inspiration from. That's what I, I told her. Oh I no, said, shit! I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't say that's what I draw my inspiration from. I said. That's me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I listen me. to. That's me. You know, yeah. and uh, they, you know, people know what they're getting when, when they, that, hell, they see me. I yeah. mean, all you gotta do is see me. And you know what the fuck you're getting. I don't know how we got there, but let's get back on Afghanistan. Okay, then. Oh, I was, I was making, <laughs> I was going, oh. And Jim said, that's a funny goat noise. Yeah. And I said, you want to hear a funny story, Jim? I love a funny story, David. So, when I was in Afghanistan in 2013, uh, one of my jobs was to run a thing called a rapid scan, and it was basically the what you have at the at the airport. 
the TSA scanner type thing. Oh, the thing where you put yeah, you put your arms above you your stand head, inside, and you fucking, put your hands over. Like, yeah, you, you you do the. It's uh, a gamma ray scanner of your body. Yeah, and you, you see you, Arnold's gun. You you see immediately <laughs> how small your dick is when yeah. a machine is you know swirling around you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah So I'm there's aware. a couple fu- a couple things that we used to do. So the reason I thought of it was because you said something about goat noises. Uh, so what? <laughs> so what we would do sometimes, or <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Afghan, all the time. The Afghan nationals would have to come in and uh, obviously get scanned to get onto the base if they worked on the base. And there were some of the soldiers that I worked with, not me. I would never do this. Uh, they would make goat noises. I wouldn't noises. have you in here. They would walk. Did. They would walk in and uh, get scanned. And as they were walking through, somebody somebody would be like meh. <laughs> or or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good one, actually. Have you been to Afghanistan? I'm a Jim Brewer fan. <laughs> I, I was a fan of Goat Boy. <laughs> so yeah, no, they uh, they definitely didn't take too kindly to that. They were very, they were fucking pissed. Hey, and, why are you gonna talk uh, about me, girlfriend? Yeah, one day somebody finally fucking said something to one of our uh, the Afghan uh, contractors that we worked with, uh-huh. and and. He came up to us and was like, hey, you guys shut the fuck up. And we were like, what? And he was like, they're getting mad because of the goat noise. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing them too good. Which, by the way, the Afghan contractors thought were fucking, they thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing that we would do is <laughs> when they would fucking, they come through the scanner, we would just point at the screen and laugh. <laughs> Because it's a scr- it's a fucking X-ray. I mean, you it's not an X-ray right but, through those garments. Yeah. So I mean, you can't. Soft uh, tissue is you, visible. You, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could see a little bit of an outline if there was something to see. Yeah. So we would we would point at it and laugh just to be fucking assholes. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> and they're wearing sheets. Uh, the, so, worst the worst TSA ever. <laughs> fucking pointing at the computer screen, and laughing, and then. Uh, <laughs> So um, that was another thing that the locals didn't didn't like too much. Yeah, but yeah, the okay. Afghan contractors, they were like, <laughs> to fuck with us again. They went to the Porter Johns and would go fucking rub their their meat and and get an erection before they would come into the scanner. Oh, they'd be like, yeah, so they're, you're looking, looking, so they're making so they're making us look at their erections. Yeah, who's so gay now? <laughs> no, guys, Bud is gay it because was, uh, he put his dick. In my mouth. Yeah, yeah that makes him gay, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> oh, oh, this is actually, this is even better. So you can save images on these on these things. Just and, uh, control P. Like, uh, uh, I don't screen, remember. You, I think you had to run. control S. It was, and prob- then it was probably it like a, a drum. Uh, yeah, I know. It was probably I, a, I, I've been told that this is possible. <laughs> it was probably just a right click save type thing, but uh, there was some. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was like a. A whole bunch of just stupid bullshit poses that we did because we had nothing fucking better to do in Afghanistan. Oh, sure. Uh, so, uh, caveat, it wasn't just the Afghans that would go into the Porter Johns and take ga- <laughs> take gamma ray scanners of their boners. Maybe a couple of Americans probably did it too. But anyway. Did they have blue chew in Afghanistan? Because that would have been the easier route. I would have just popped a couple of those and fucking went wheeling and dealing right in that bitch. I'm sure like, we probably could have got out. that actually. I'm sure but- they've got some horny goat weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, they fucking fuck. um uh, right there, there was the there was a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of saved photos and then so when um the new command came in so so when this one sounds like digital gitmo by the way <laughs> when one unit it basically was actually so, <laughs> so fucking oh when, my god 
When one unit is leaving Afghanistan, getting ready to leave, another unit is preparing to come in. Hey, boys. Um, I you're going to want to look in the third shelf. I forget the name for it, but they come in and do Like, they have an admon come in, advance party come in, and it's basically like the command of the battalion or brigade, whatever the fuck's coming in into the country to replace you. They would come in and get like a rundown of the situation on the ground, look at the operations and all that kind of stuff. So we had that come in. Around like we were gonna leave in January of 2014. Mm -hmm. They came in like October, November of uh, 2013, and when they came through, they were like, "Yeah, show us how this works, whatever." So uh, <laughs> there wasn't like there's there was there were set times, set pushes where we actually scanned people through. Mm -hmm. It was like 9 a.m., 12 p.m., like whatever set times. It wasn't one of those times when they came in. So we were like, yeah, this is how you do it. But since there's nobody here, we'll just open up the saved files. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just show you some of the same photos. file of dongs. The fucking first, the first fucking thing that comes up is like somebody's fucking boner. Gamma ray boner. A <laughs> and, gamma ray. And so the guy, the guy that was at the computer, I was standing behind him because I was his team leader. <laughs> fucking... I'm watching him. He, he's like, click, 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 click. Like, hurry, up, <laughs> hurry up. Tries to fucking click through like five photos and all five of the photos are all just fucking like boner. Somebody, whether it's an American or an Afghan with a boner doing a pose in the fucking x-ray scanner. Hey, we're all just excited to be here, sir. Just serving. Hey, <laughs> technology is a wonderful thing. Yeah, we're just saluting, saluting everything. Yeah, no, you do a lot of stupid shit when you're in Afghanistan. Or any deployment. Well, you got any, any, any deployment. deployment. Yeah, you got a lot of time to kill. Yeah. Well, well, that's a bad way to put it. But yeah. 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 <laughs> ba -bump -bump. But well, yeah, you do. You get a lot of... Uh, that's that. That's the thing is the mental part of fucking... Passing time. Being in... Well, just being in a, in a confrontation, you know, with an armed enemy. You never know when that shit's going to hit. You know, I mean, you you can be sitting there eating fucking dinner. You can be uh, whatever the fuck. And then a fucking missile comes in and you lose half your buddies on the other side of the road. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why veterans have the fucking darkest human. It's, it's understandable that everybody that went over there uh, did nothing but experience trauma. The people that lived there have probably only lived with trauma. Right. Their whole life. Yeah. And it affects everybody very differently. Right. Sometimes it sits and waits. And it'll arise two decades later. Right. Um, and that's what I'm saying, that we, we don't know what it actually does to you, but it does something different to everybody. But, you the, know, but it, the key important the part... The funny thing is, like, go ahead. <clears throat> before I went to Afghanistan, I, I knew that. Like, I knew, I knew going into war that I needed to expect, um, you know, that I was going to see traumatic things and i like i thought i was mentally prepared for it and um i told myself and like i had i'm married now to a to a different girl but i had a girl a uh, different girlfriend at the time when i first got the news like the that we were getting deployed and i remember her freaking the fuck out and being like oh my god like i'm so worried about you coming back different and i just remember telling her, like, I know for a fact I'm not going to come back different. Like, I'm mentally strong. At the time, I was, like, a super hardcore Christian, and I was like, I've got faith in God, and he's going to get me through this, and 
you know, I know for a fact I will I will not let myself be different when I come home. Right. And that was a fucking lie. Yeah. You, you can't. <laughs> the lie detector test determined that that was a yeah, lie. Yeah, there's there's, <laughs> and, there's uh, no way it can't affect you. Yeah, there's no, no way. And, and I, a, I would human, be more man. freaked out if it didn't affect you. Yes, yeah, I would Because I'm more scared sure. of sociopaths than yeah, people that, yeah. that are capable of feeling feelings. Right. I don't think we should be driven by our feelings, and that's why I totally rail against the the emotional escapades that we're all, you know, that that seems to be the uh, the modern call of the day. But I think that's also because once you've dealt with trauma and stress and death and the worst aspects of that humans are capable of doing to each other, it it it, it not only fucks you up, it fucks you straight. Like it it. That's what I'm it saying. Realigns, it realigns. It fucks you up and prepares. It, it readjusts your 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 view on life. You're not right. so like somebody else is complaining about a microaggression. You're right. like, I I want to throw you into a killing field, <laughs> right? Not because I wish harm against you, but you need to experience some actual fucking pain, right? Because you you're your luckiness to not experience that does not does not uh, withhold you from uh, it does not put you in a position where you can start telling other people that have experienced that how to think what to say and what jokes they should tell mm-hmm. and i think that that might be the root of why i am how i am and who i am is i guess just growing up in an environment where you never knew if your parents were coming home and one very unlucky day, uh, he didn't come home, and I'll tell that story later. But I think once you've once you've lived in that world, and I'm not trying to say that I've I've lived the same life as somebody that's went to war. Trauma can be experienced in any zip code, and it can affect you very differently, no matter whether you're in a war zone or you're in the hood or you're in an abusive home. Uh, the effects can still have the same long lasting sting. My thing is, is that for those that have never experienced it, or for those that think that they're trying to protect everybody else from experiencing it, um, those are the people that I have no desire to listen to. Or that think that trauma is getting their iPhone taken away from them, or yeah, that, yeah. that's trauma today. Yeah, I mean, or my internet went out for three hours, yeah, my and oh my god, I was in the middle of a totally bomb ass Netflix oh series. Oh my god! I guess my point is, is, is in some weird, probably selfish way, I'm trying to relate to you david and anybody else out there that has been in a war zone by and maybe this is the wrong thing to do maybe this is not the right thing to do i don't know but trying to assimilate myself with potentially what you might have seen in a war zone by trying to have some level of understanding which i'll never be able to do because i've never been in a war zone right um but my overall concern is more for the vets that are here that are watching what's going on and to try to not be in a position to where I can't relate to them, which is a hard thing to do for a civilian. But I guess if there's a conversation to be had from a civilian to a veteran, I know a lot of people, you know, get cringy when somebody says, uh, thank you for your service, like this kind of thing, or like the, the, the yellow ribbons on NFL jerseys and all the pomp and circumstance after you come home. Does any of that help or 
when you're dealing with regular everyday normie civilians, like, like, does the thank you for your service, does that do anything? Do, like, I'm, I'm curious because I can't answer the question because I never served. Does that, because I'll, before you answer, going through police funerals and, and having a lot of people come up to me saying uh, the things that I know are well-intentioned, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated every single one. I I appreciated where their heart was, but I didn't want to hear it. Uh, even to this day, if I come across somebody that uh, is aware of who I am and, and, and my family past, and like I don't want to talk about that with them. Like I don't want that coming from them right. because they don't they don't know what it's like. Right. And so I hate that that's there, but I just I don't want I don't want that recognition from somebody that's never really done it. Is that something that's accurate or? Well, I mean, I can't. I can't speak for all veterans, but um, for me and like my closest friends, when it comes to like, thank you for your service. um, Like, I understand that that's like a, you know, that's somebody like coming from a good place and like, it's a cordial thing to do. Yeah. So so I'll just say, you know, like, thank you back or, you know, whatever. Um, I don't really particularly care either way. If you thank me, thank you for my service. Like i you know, we, we signed up for this for whatever reason that we decided to sign up for it. Like it wasn't for most people, I'll tell you for a fact, it wasn't out of some fucking like super patriotic, you know, duty, like, duty to my country kind of bullshit. It was like, Hey, I want to blow um, shit up. <laughs> yeah. Either. Yeah. Some I people blow shit up. They were like, I want to kill people. Yeah. Other people are like, some I'm people, out of yeah. options. So if exactly, I don't join yeah, the yeah. military, a lot of people, I'm going to jail. Yeah. I mean, no, the, I mean, the military literally fucking recruits, um, you know, from poor communities and shit mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, well, you know, I will I, say this: I I come from a family that's not um not super educated. Like I'm fucking the I'm one of six siblings that even graduated high school. I think I'm definitely the first one that went to college. You know, my parents never really pushed us to do that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, I remember having a conversation with one of my best friends, um, in middle school actually. I knew as far back as middle school, like that's like college isn't really like in his future, in my future. Right. And, and he is a fucking, this motherfucker's an, he's an idiot. I love him. He is probably one of the best fucking soccer players in the United States. And he had a full ride scholarship D one. And you know, we were too much of party animals and he fucked that up and you know, whatever. I'm not going to say his name, but, <laughs> I, 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 anyways, I, I've lived that life. Anyways, in about. like middle school, he pretty much came to me and we were t- just talking, you know, probably smoking weed and drinking and talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, if the soccer thing doesn't pan out, I think I'm going to go Navy SEALs or Army Rangers or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah. Um, now, I didn't give a fuck about school at the time. I was like getting in trouble for fighting and like doing drugs and shit with my brothers. And I was like, yeah, um, that sounds fun. I think I'll probably go to the army too. And so that was it. I mean, it's not like, it wasn't like I grew up being like, Oh, I've had this fucking patriotic duty that I need to serve my country later on after actually like serving in the military and fucking like learning about the constitution and the history of the United States and stuff like that. I actually became a nerd for it and was like, I actually do feel this patriotic like duty or whatever, uh, and stuff like that. But, the point is basically a lot of people don't join the military 
to like serve a greater purpose or some shit. Like right. we, we join sure. for whatever personal fucking reasons that we have, whether it's to pay for college or to have good fucking health insurance or just to get out of the fucking ghetto or whatever it is. Like there's all kinds of reasons that people serve. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day is like, sometimes it feels awkward for a lot of soldiers when, when we hear like, thank you for your service, but it's a good thing. Like, I'm, I don't know, like if you're a fucking soldier and you hear, thank you for your service and you're a dick about it, then fuck you. Like you're just, you're just a, you're just an asshole. Anybody well, well, that's, anybody that's thanking you for your services, trying to do a good thing. Just accept that. Their heart's, like, in, a good, right. their yeah, heart's right. in a good spot. Just yeah. thank them and move on with your fucking Well, the life. whole thanking servicemen for me, me personally, mm-hmm. is you're doing something that I wouldn't do. Thank you for doing that. that yeah. That's where I come from with it. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I would, I, I could have joined any military branch, you know, at, growing up, but I, I didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. And I'm glad there's people that will do it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thankful for. Yeah. You know, it, they, you, you putting on your shit and going over there, it allows me to do what the fuck I do right here. And so uh, that's, that's, that's my thank you, mm-hmm. See, you know, and I'll and buy meals. Another and, part of it is, yeah. is, the, is what you just said, like us putting on the uniform and going over there allows you to do what you did is, a that's something that some soldiers have an issue with is, is our job actually providing your freedom? It is. And, and, I, and I do believe it is. And the reason I'll say that. Yeah. That, that's Even, just that's a debate that that's an endless debate. yeah yeah but but just hear this out this is the way i feel about that yes there are they do put you guys in some bullshit situations they do mm-hmm. but when it comes down to the fucking if the shit hit the fan here and there were tanks in front of my house <laughs> i'd be fucking feeding them and giving them shit every day you know i mean i i it it and it could happen. It could very well happen in this country right. to where somebody comes into this country. And and that's the only thing that stands between us and somebody else taking us over. Yeah, yeah no, my, and, my point was like, I think a lot of us have questions. You know, we question ourselves because we know the, you know, now. You're right. Nowadays, we right. know that Iraq was bullshit. Right. And right. now we know that the fucking generals were lying to us back in 2012 in Afghanistan. And, um, and you know, a lot of, a lot of this, that's, yeah, that's a lot of yeah, fucking trauma. That's I, think, trauma. I think that's, that's compiled. Yeah. Trauma. It's fucking, yeah, it's, it is. It's insane. So, yeah. so there's also like a little bit of that. It's like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, like, yes, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. Like 1000%. I appreciate the fact that you're thanking me for my service, but I'm questioning my own service right, on right. the inside. I'm like, I wanted to do the right thing, but what I was, I feel like I was lied to right. in right. a certain sense. So it's just like, I don't know, it's just kind of hard to swallow sometimes. But at the end of the day, like, don't ever stop like thanking people for their service. Like, this is, that's a, you're being a good person. Right. Like, you're spreading positivity. I never want to tell anybody to stop pres- spreading positivity, especially in fucking today's world right 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 please spread as much positivity as you can and that was the main message that i was wanting to try to get yeah yeah and i'm glad that we got there i feel like my mission in afghanistan wasn't what i would have liked it to have been like i feel like i didn't do that much when i was there Mm -hmm. and i understand like just the fact that signing your your line your name on the line to go and fight a war or 
it's, it's a fucking blank check. Like I signed a blank check. Yeah. So I get it. Like I get it. But I signed up to be field artillery. I wanted to go blow shit up. I got deployed as basically a fucking glorified gate guard. Okay. And also like I'm in the national guard, been in the national guard for 13 years. So people will try to shit on, Oh, you're national guard. The reality of it is the national guard actually deploys probably around as much as the active duty component and, does. and the national guard. Most of them were active duty, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's a bunch of fucking active duty. It's actually a lot of Marine. Yeah. I've had so many fucking Marines come to my units that are like, yeah. they're active Marines and they come to the national guard. To me, it's the equivalent and then they of deploy. Like, it's the equivalent of like the Navy shitting on the coast guard Yeah, yeah. because yeah, they yeah, can yeah. only go so far out. Right, it's right, like, right. Hey, yeah, I don't know. Fuck you. But we're, so, all, we're all fighting for the same fucking team. Yeah, dude. no, at the end of the day, like the Taliban doesn't come up to you and fucking ask you what branch of service you're in or anything like that. Like, no, you, if you're in Afghanistan and especially if you're combat arms, which I am combat arms, you're, you're, you're going to be fucking fighting at some point. Right. Sure. And so like, I, I know a lot of fucking, I know a lot of national guard guys that have, that have deployed fucking five or six times infantry guys that have done some crazy shit. Um, unfortunately for me, I got stuck doing, uh, entry control point stuff, which was, like I said earlier, like scanning that locals coming in. Uh, we, I ran, um, a game, uh, basically x-ray machine for vehicles. So like I scanned the vehicles that came in and then if there was like some, some kind of anomaly, that vehicle would get searched by a drug, a drug dog drug dog and a bomb dog and then we would have to go hand search it okay or whatever and there'd right. be like a bolo list and um be on the lookout yeah bolo list so yeah thank you and be see on the that, lookout. Dude, that's just so, as dangerous as being out there well yeah no that's fucking that, that shit that that, I mean, actually, that fucked with us because it was literally like the fucking uh secret squirrels the fucking uh sf guys and yeah, the testing. intel the intel they're people you the entire time well We're, the intel people gave us briefings and they were like, Hey, this is the bolo list. There's a blue bongo truck that's supposed to be here tomorrow. It's going to have 200 pounds of explosives on it. Yeah. The very fucking first thing you see the next day is a blue bongo truck. Right. And you're like, Oh shit, we got to search this. So we run it through the scanner. There's some weird shit. Most of them are full of dirt in the bed and, right. the, and the gamma scanners don't read through dirt. So you're like, okay, well we have to let it in but the gamma scanner technically didn't actually read through all the fucking dirt that's in the bed of that thing and it's supposed to have 200 pounds of fucking uh explosives on it so then you let the drug dog and the bomb dog search it and still in the back of my head i'm thinking well the fucking gamma scanner can't read through the dirt can that dog sniff through the fucking dirt can it tell if there's explosives in there? Because next thing is me putting my fucking hands in it. Right. Yeah. And so that, and that's what goes that was through your head. Fuck with me. The dog should be able to, but you, yeah, don't, yeah, you, don't, I, you don't know what they're willing to do to that dirt right. to prevent that to make you put but, your hand in there. So that was like... Well, and I'm just saying that's what, that's what would be racing through my head. Well, yeah. That, yeah. Dude, that's Like I said, that is... Every bit as dangerous as having them fuckers just shooting at you. Yeah, no, every day constantly. it was like, it because was like that your same level of tension yep. at all times. Yep. Yeah. I mean, every day it was, it was, Hey, you're supposed to be searching this vehicle that is supposed to have explosives on it. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm just waiting for a fucking vehicle. And even if you never yeah. find anything yeah. that alone. Yeah. That, well, though, I that, mean, we, so, um, when we were going through our pre-mobilization training in Mississippi, we had, a a battalion of soldiers from Guam come come in the Guam National Guard, 
and they were doing the same thing that we were doing in another i think they were actually in kabul and um so this is 2013 you could probably fucking look it up uh a v-bid so a vehicle born ied blew up the ecp which is what i worked Mm -hmm. but it was they blew up the fucking base in kabul and two or three of the soldiers that we worked with like directly in our pre-mobilization training got killed in that VBID blast. Mm-hmm. And then a, like a month later, the embassy actually in Herat, which just got overrun this past week, right. that got hit with the, I think it was the biggest fucking VBID possibly in the entire uh, Af- Afghanistan war while we were there. And then I think I remember the embassy blowing that up. Shit I remember was, that. Yeah, it was bad. And yeah. then um, they, the whole time we were there, the fucking Intel people were telling us there's going to be a semi truck or, or a fuel truck completely slap full. The biggest fucking bomb anybody's ever seen is going to level the base. If this fucking truck gets in the base, it's going to level the entire fucking base. And so that was cool. what, Where the fuck that's are what we were fucking looking for. Stop at 249 yeah. miles out. Yeah. But <laughs> even, so even listen, even knowing that, even knowing that much, like that's, that was like what was on our brain every day. I still, every single fucking day was like, I came here to fucking do field artillery. I came here to fucking blow shit up and I'm a fucking gate guard. And so then I come home and people were like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just national guard and I'm just a fucking gate guard. Like I didn't really do that much. I'm not fucking SF. I'm not infantry. I'm not kicking down doors. I'm not fucking, I didn't kill a single terrorist. I didn't even fucking have to shoot my gun, thankfully. Um, But like, there's just like all these different all of these different fucking categories of like questioning, like did I even go there for the right reasons? The government lied to me. Um, did I actually do shit while I was there? Like, I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch of shit. You can get lost in the whys, what ifs and all that. Yeah. Um, and then we lose people. Um, luckily, well, so we, we had a lot of people get injured from, from IEDs because like, so my, my unit, did the ecp but our battalion ran the entire base so mm-hmm. our headquarters battery they ran the entire base operations and uh one of our one of our batteries did mounted patrols out into the cities and we would go like i could volunteer i went out on missions and rode out into the cities and actually did that was more like the infantry shit right but that just wasn't my everyday job yeah but uh, on my off day i could volunteer to go out with them we had like I think like five different trucks. We use Matt V's mm-hmm. and, and MRAPs. So mm-hmm. those are like right. the big fucking right. beefed yeah. up right. armored trucks. This is like way past Humvees. Right. Humvee, right. Humvees became obsolete. Yeah. So we had to get these big fucking badass armored trucks. So we use those and we had at least five of those get fucking blown up. And like one of them, I think the worst thing, luckily for us, the worst thing that happened was that one of those trucks got blown up and flipped on flipped onto its top and the 50 cal that was in the turret crushed um crushed the guy's hand and then most of those people in all five of those trucks got very very severe t- traumatic brain injuries so they're fucked up for life yeah their brains are fucked up their mentality is fucked up like most of them have been on medication since we got home uh and that's the like i'm saying like luckily we didn't lose anybody i genuinely feel that there was a significant event globally and geopolitically that happened this week that's still ongoing. We have no idea what it's going to be like next episode, but this was something that needed to be addressed. And David, I want to thank you very much for coming on uh, to tell your 
side of the story and give your opinions on certain things. Uh, I don't know if we did it justice, but I hope that we at least conveyed a few ideas that might um, not have been previously understood. But uh, I don't know, guys. Unless anybody else has anything else, that's going to be it for me. On I mean, this I would episode. just say that. So you you got me into talking about all that stuff by by talking about how you were, I guess, like trying to relate. Mm-hmm. And I I want to say I appreciate that, and I think that you should definitely do that more with anybody that you want to talk to about this kind of stuff. And um, I I don't have any problem whatsoever talking like. Every veteran, every veterans, every person's different in everything. It doesn't like that's oh, just, that's yeah. across the board with anything. Like n- nobody is a. There's no monolith to a lot of things. Yeah. So for me, I don't give a fuck who I'm talking to unless they're just like a complete idiot on the subject. Um, I appreciate having the conversation. So uh, especially the fact that you coming from your background and the experiences you've had um, through your family and then also through your own personal life with finding fucking dead bodies and stuff like that like you is a crazy you place do, you do have uh you do have some relatable situations so uh i think that's very relevant and um i i have no problem talking to somebody like you about this kind of stuff so i, w- I wouldn't feel like you, you kind of seem like hesitant about like like i don't even know if i'm doing the right thing by doing this but i think you're doing i think you're doing a great job I appreciate the fuck out of that. So turn the fucking news off. Go spend time with your kids. Hug your wife. And share this fucking podcast. Share this fucking podcast. Get outside. Go do something good for yourself and good for the people around you. You will be better for it. You will be happier for it. And, um, well, selfishly, you'll be around for our next episode. So, And while share, you're at it, share this bitch and listen to David. Also, follow Through the Buck and the Mire. I was about to say that. On Instagram you, and on YouTube. I wasn't going to say that, but... hey we all have lines in the sand man (laughs) and uh yeah like and share my shit too yeah i've actually been going off about this afghanistan stuff i share a lot of other things on my instagram page whether it's barbecue which these guys have tasted my barbecue they they like my meat swimming around in my mouth it has never left it's heavenly they love the taste of my meat in their mouth yes uh but yeah i talk about barbecue i talk about jujitsu uh which i'll Honestly, I'm probably going to try to once again stray away from politics pretty soon on my YouTube channel and, and focus more on those kind of things. bring me back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I started off with the, this episode by You're saying- You're going to have to create a new channel called uh, Through the Hook and the Jab or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to, We'll have to think of something creative. But yeah, uh, it's been cathartic. I appreciate you guys bringing me on and I can't wait for the next one with me well hopefully there's not another pullout from afghanistan because that means there's something very terrible <laughs> no happened. i mean the next episode with me <laughs> on ignore the rent not the next fucking pullout of afghanistan well as you know doors open all the time mics are always on you're welcome at any time you want to come shoot the shit with us i hope that it was cathartic david i love you as a brother and i appreciate you as a friend i'm glad to have you on and god damn it we'll be here next week love you too guys, guys.